2: What up, H sound? Welcome to another episode of the official Dynamo Theory podcast. My name is Rudy Segura, and I feel like I'm finally back after like uh what feels like months of not doing this. But I'm joined by Christian Potalias.
0: What's good, everybody? What's good?
2: And Rodrigo Segura, what's up, bro?
0: What's
1: going on, everyone?
2: It's been, it's you're back. (laughs) I'm back.
1: No, I feel like (laughs) I've been gone for a while too. I don't know why.
2: But you haven't. That's the crazy part. So you guys have been uh, holding it down in the podcast world, and and I'm glad that you guys have done it. Um, What's it? Last episode, you guys had Manny, and then the one before that, it was Billy. Yeah, don't That's do it, the, Rodrigo. Don't do don't it. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna jump out the bridge, you guys. But um, a lot of a lot of matches, man, that have been. We, like uh, guess, I guess Portland was the last one that we spoke about, or you guys spoke about. I wish it was a happier ending. I thought it was going to be a draw. It looked like it could have been a draw. Red card towards the end of the match. Uh, they, they couldn't do anything. No, you,
0: said, you said that. It, you, yeah, we'll, we'll
2: leave it at that. Oh, God. And, <laughs> and yeah, I mean. <laughs> anyways, that's a new episode. We're going to start later. All right. Um, <laughs> surprise, surprise. And, uh so, yeah, again, kind of disappointing uh, leaving Portland 1-0 or, sorry, 2-1, right? Yeah, 2-1. I mean, no points we left with. Um, a little disappointed, but then we'll skip right to the weekend, man. The weekend was supposed to be a winnable match, I would say. Um, you know, they're playing Charlotte FC. Uh, you know, they have their issues for sure. They got rid of their coach kind of early in the season the guy infamously said that he was screwed. And I mean, the only one that was screwed was technically him since he lost his job, but uh, Christian man, just uh, hit on, you know, what you saw at the Charlotte match, man? Uh,
0: I saw a lot of uh, pain and a lot of uh, disappointment. <laughs> I think those are the two words that I don't know, but I think um, I, I can't forget. I forget who said it, but I, I know Pablo and I said it too, but basically I, um, consistency that's what that's what was missing out of this team you know coming off of that Portland game where the team basically had their best match uh that I have seen probably this year if not you know the best one one of the top two um I guess you can you can put the the LAC the LAC Galaxy game up there but you know even though we lost we had a good match there but then coming into Charlotte you know we thought we were just gonna have this one in the bag you know Charlotte hasn't never won in the road you know we had a, a pretty good uh week when it comes to like you know having that basically be all around the city and then he was going to be at the stadium you know the stadium was almost packed you know almost what 20,000 people almost yeah it was so pretty it,
2: a good amount of people for sure
0: it seemed like a doable game and then you just kind of get let down like that it, it just kind of sucked yeah it was it was bad
2: it was pretty bad. And Rodrigo, just your take, man, on the, you know, from the starting lineup and, and I, Christian mentioned the last, the or the lack of consistency. But I think, you know, one thing that Nagamura had preached was urgency, and I didn't see it, man. I don't know what you think.
1: I mean, overall, I think that some set up, the consistency. Um, just in general, what we've seen throughout the season and, you know, especially this game. And as, far, as far as urgency, I just think, you know he comes up with this lineup. You know you have Thor and Sebas on top. Um, you know last last episode we were talking about maybe changing the formation to a four four two diamond setup, and honestly that's what it seemed like it could have been. But then he just went back to his you know four three or I guess he went with his four three three. That you know you're playing these wingers which are not really wingers too far wide, and then you have Seba as like the lone striker, which it just seemed really inefficient. Um, you, your your wingers are not crossing the ball. Your midfield's not really communicating well with them, and you know your your striker is just floating around, waiting for something to happen. I just you know I don't think that was the right formation to have Thor, who can give you pretty good you know. Um, Play with Sebas as far as creating something more in the attack. And then you have Quintero as well. But like that, that whole combination that just did not work out. Um, hopefully, we'll, we'll see maybe something change when that comes in. But I, I feel like we're just forcing this. We must have wings in our team when we don't have anybody that can cross the ball, I guess, fairly well or try to build something up from the wings other than the, the wing, the wing backs. So I don't know. I mean, consistency just shows that we're starting to run out of ideas as far as, you know, how we can play. And it just seems like sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. I feel like, you know, that Renato that Gattuso meme of like, sometimes we're good, sometimes we're shit. You know, I feel like <laughs> that's exactly how this sums up the whole, you know, how, how we've been playing. So, I don't know. It's just going to take time.
2: And I think uh, what Christian mentioned, you know, obviously we look very good against... Chicago Fire, we looked good against Portland, and then we just laid an egg against Charlotte FC. You know, like, it seemed like, uh, to give a shout-out to the interview that Christian did uh, earlier this week was, you know, Chris, uh, Cesar, Pro, Cesar Procel mentioned the fact that it just looked like they did not work at all, you know, or all the work that they've done were like, disappeared against Charlotte FC. They just completely did not look, you know, a shell of themselves. You have players like Tim Parker that we continue to, you know, be critical of him. But I mean, with a you know, very good reason, just he getting bodied when, you know, he's supposed to be this physical defender. Um, what are we paying this guy for? And, and of course it's not necessarily all his fault. And, you know, maybe, you know, people would see, and you know, Oh, how come that is starting this or that. And, we know what Sedan brings. Sedan is a, like his work ethic is ridiculous. And, you know, sometimes, you know, good work ethic, good work rate beats talent. And he's out there just, you know, giving the team something. He won't be uh, able to play against um, Dallas because of yellow cards. But in my first thing I was, I was kind of telling you guys, I was like, man, I kind of miss memo being on, you know, starting because, Even though Memo hasn't been all that great creating uh, scoring opportunities, he's not the only one. You know, you mentioned the fact of wings. We don't really have much wing play. Uh, Adam Lunk is is the one with the most assists playing out of the back. So, uh,
1: who the (laughs) the, hell? the,
0: The the closest wings we have are like on that restaurant like two streets over that
1: that's probably the it's things
2: we got i'm kidding man and so yeah even even let's to the obviously fafa coming in late scoring that goal which again not to say one trick pony but his speed was what got him that goal right i mean he just actually timed that that run well he easily could have been off size but um we got that goal from a guy that apparently has a done deal and playing in uh liga mx or something like that but He's still here, you know, and and so who is really gonna take those position, guys?
0: Well, first of all, we wanna uh, we wanna bring out Rodrigo and and uh, see what uh, we wanna know what he knows. <laughs> Rodrigo here with with the rumors. Uh, I guess rumors go through Dallas first, and then they come down to Houston.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Something like that, you know, it kind of trickles over here, and then. I, I don't know. It just pours out in Houston, but uh, yeah, Papa looks like he's on his way out. Um, you know, this is this is just rumors again. So I'm, I'm not gonna start it. <laughs> let's just let's just say there's a there's more than likely a team, the worst purple in Liga MX, that might be interested in um, getting him. <laughs> let's just put it that way. I love we'll, how we'll there's
2: see. and everybody knows there's only one purple team. So. That's, yeah, that's, I mean, that's... I, I don't, me
0: personally i don't even know which team it is
2: but uh, dude anyways the first
0: one that comes to mind is mazatlan but i don't even know if they're a team
2: and <laughs> not they may be moving next week to be honest so.
0: but yeah this uh, is
2: but uh no no no. what was the question again what was your question again no i mean like rodrigo mentioned you know if the wings aren't working what we've been playing out there right whether it be thor sometimes shows up to play in the left wing or or uh, dq playing on the right or avila or memo and none of the you know players that are getting an opportunity or showcasing that i mean we can go as far as like tyler pastor and Corey baird um, Baird and Fafa have some of the biggest salaries in the club. And it's just, you can't really move them, right? We've talked about trading and, you know, uh, you, they have a contract. Uh, most of these guys all the way till the end of the year. So you kind of stuck with them for the time seeing. I don't, I don't see anybody wanting, you know, knocking at the door, asking for those guys, at least not in in MLS. And
0: then also that Dustin usually mentions on our chat is like the players that we could possibly or that maybe we want to get rid of just because their consistency is not up to par they have really big uh, salaries. So it's one of those things is like okay yeah one thing is wanting to move them and you know shop them around or whatever but one thing is having a club that is willing to pay for their either their transfer or their salary or you know wherever they're at money wise because that's also a factor you know you can't just like offer a guy you know this in, or like for this much, and obviously the club is going to say, well, we can't do that. You know, we can't afford this guy at this pay, you know, especially with the with the work rate that he's putting in, in the Dynamo, you know, a team that is in like in 10th place, you know, if you're going to move up to, to a better team, obviously they're going to want you to be competitive. Or, I mean, if you're going to go to a worse team, they're not going to – they want somebody that, you know, it's working progressive, you know, that is moving better. I don't know. I don't know what I'm saying, but well, you guys know what I mean.
2: Yeah, but I was gonna say, especially in the fact of, I mean, Rodrigo, if you're gonna move somebody, don't you have Dynamo Dos that you can just throw them at? And I mean, you're not gaining anything. That's the sucky part. But yeah. you really can't just say I'm gonna loan them to a different team when, again, the fall, you know, or the team that you can throw them in without any fees is Dynamo Dos.
0: Yeah, but then Dynamo Dos, it kind of, my opinion, you want. And then all those players that event, well, I guess it could work for them to, to get their, 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 their work rate better or like the creativeness, maybe, you know, it sparks something in them. It's like, Oh shit. Like, you know, I'm. they put me down here. I got to step up and, you know, make something happen out of, out of myself. Like, you know, because to some people it's kind of like a disrespect to, to be moved down, you know, but obviously uh, but then on the other side of the coin you know on the flip side you want those guys to you know you want guys that are younger that are move, trying to move up to compete with the first team not like you don't want guys that are not doing good on the first team to come down to the second team just because you have no place to put them you know like you want the competitiveness and then moving that person down is going to take a spot from one of the guys that you know it's actually trying to work their ass off
2: and and it doesn't remove any from the first team that's that's what i was trying to say yeah, yeah so Rodrigo, what do you want to add to that, man?
1: Um, I mean, I kind of half agree with that. You know, um, pulling somebody down, it's not just disrespect, it's that you got to work harder. And, you know, me taking it back to the years, you know, I was actually playing under, um, under, when Dynamo was under Don McNear. that was basically the mentality when we would play them, you know, the ones that were so called starters would basically get thrown on with the second team. And like the way um, Kinnear would talk to them would basically be like, treat him like crap. Like you get paid pay this much money. Do you really want to be with this second team? Like you got to prove yourself, like you got to do this. And I feel sometimes, you know, um, if you're a professional player and you want to keep moving up or get traded or do something else, you're not going to stay with that second team. Like you have to show yourself that like, you know, you, you're going to have to prove and earn yourself a role. Um, I mean, you know, comparing it to like a baseball, we see that all the time where people get thrown down to the minors and then they have to prove themselves like, okay, you can play at this level, you know, let's bring you up. I, I feel like with this dynamo of those, that, that could potentially be the case. And sometimes, you know, some players are not going to get as much playing time as they would like, but with a team of dynamo of those, they can at least get that playing time. And if you can become a role model for the the younger generation, then you have a potential to, you know, improve your game at the high level as well. Um, let
0: me let me point something out real quick because Fafa wasn't on the on the team roster two games in a row, right? He didn't go to uh, who did we play? Um, Miami, Orlando, Orlando, and then he didn't go to that following either. And then you know whenever the media asked uh, Paulo, you know, what's up with him? You know, is he is he moving? Is he staying? You know, what the hell's the deal? You know, he'll just tell you, you know, he's not part of the best twenty three and then which is weird right because you're like it's fafa the number 10 you know the guy that has the number 10 on his back for your team you know obviously nowadays we know that numbers don't really weigh as much as they used to back in the day uh, as as we know you know nowadays like everybody or your your semi-good player can have a number 10 you know no disrespect to all those semi number 10s but you Know the number 10 doesn't have that weight anymore that it that it used to have. Like you a number 10 should be like a deep a legit DP, right? Like you see Toronto. Always on the pitch, never
2: on the bench.
0: Exactly. You're like, you see Pozuelo not getting moved to he's your number 10. And he's being moved because they're getting you know better players, which is why the only reason why he should be out, right? Um, but it's also kind of disrespectful, also, because you know it's your number 10 or whatever, but whatever, that's that's them. Uh, but basically what I'm trying to say is that nobody actually mentioned the fact that Baird did not, did not make the roster for this past game. Uh, Baird also a player that came from being a starter and then all of a sudden, you know, he went to the bench, obviously. Well, not all of a sudden because we saw, you know, his performances are not up to part, to be honest. You know, even though he had great years in the past, you know, since he's been with the Dynamo, he only had a spark of one or two games that we saw quality of him, but then after that, you know, he's been on a a downhill, and we don't know why it is, you know, we don't know if it's because of just pure performance, or if there's any extra, you know, added to his life, or whatever it may be, but he's one of those guys that gets paid a good amount of money, and it's going to be hard to get rid of, because of that, so then, you need to put the pressure on them and be like, hey, like, we need – like, we're paying you this amount. We expect, you know, this amount. You know, and any other job, you know, if you're if they pay you to do a job and you're, not, you're underperforming, you're going to get your ass fired basically, right? And that's basically what's happening to him. He's not on the roster. But then we see what, what happened to Fafa. He wasn't on the roster. Then he played, he started, and then he came off the bench and then he scored, right? He hasn't done great games, but he put one goal in the net, which – I, I don't know. I don't know if we can you know rate you know him on just one goal and not doing anything else but just that right But the fact that Baird maybe is not on the 23 maybe speaks volume to him and who knows maybe he turns it around or maybe is another and also another indication that maybe he might be on his way out. who knows because I know that a lot of rumors have been out there that Baird might be one of the guys also being shipped around or shopped around or whatever.
1: I mean, when it comes to when it comes to players, you know, I, I think it's kind of good, like, a player like him. You know, you're saying um, he's a big salary for us. You know, you kind of want to play, play him, not have him on the bench. I kind of feel that in some cases, just because we pay a guy a lot doesn't mean you have to start him. I feel like some, maybe Nagamura, maybe Pat, they kind of force, like, hey, we pay this guy a lot. You know, he can't be on the bench. Like, he has to start kind of like um, – Parker you know we you know as a collective group we can see that Parker's not you know our second third best center back we have you know we have other guys that have improved a lot and that can play over him but just because we you know gave him this this contract and then made him our captain that just doesn't mean you know that he has to start every single game same thing with Baird that, you know, just because we pay him this much or we got him for this much doesn't mean he has to start every single game. Like, I feel like it's fine to go ahead and bench those players. You know, yeah, it sucks as a team, but it just shows that, like, if you're not playing well, you're going to get benched. Like, there's really no favorites. I mean, I, I don't know. I feel like, hey. you know, same thing with Fafa. Just because you're number yeah. 10. That, you don't fit in the system that doesn't mean i you
0: have to I, start. I i agree i like for example, i agree with the sentiment but i disagree with the fact that because just think about it as a regular job you know let's just say you and you know you're at your job and you have a coworker that sucks or not sucks but you know he underperforms you know to your level or whatever and he's getting paid more than you wouldn't you be pissed off at the fact that you bust your ass you contribute to the team or, you know, you do more than him and he's still getting the big bucks and And he just gets to ride the bench. And, you know,
2: so here I'll clarify this. No, (laughs) you guys are absolutely right. I mean, I see both of the points are very similar because if you see it, you know, him not making the bench, like Rodrigo said, you're looking at it as like at this point, Nagamori is evaluating all these players that he did not bring in. Right. He's just all those players that were from the past regime. If you're paying this guy so much, and he's you know you give him opportunity after opportunity, he's not doing well. So you move him to the bench. He's not doing well. So you take him out of the twenty three, hoping that hey you know you you're making this amount of money, we need you to perform. So like you said, Fafa comes in, he scores a goal. It's like you have to give them something to build off of. Otherwise, they just feel comfortable just making that money, man.
0: And and also imagine like imagine if you're Corey Baird, and no disrespect to Avila. But like you have a kid in Avila, twenty years—he's he twenty-one years old, fresh out of you know Dynamo Dos which is you know a bunch of U twenty-three players, you know, and obviously he was outstanding there. You know, he's still the the, the goal score leader for for Dynamo Dos even though he hasn't played there in like five six matches, which speaks volumes to to his skills and to what you know what he contributed there. But you had you know this young kid out. Avila, who maybe he, he's not because of all the things that he did in Danogos, and I think we, we covered that too. And, and yes, he has earned minutes, but to say that a kid like Avila, that I've, like you said, he busted his ass to be there where he's at, and I think he's earned it, but to have Avila come in and then start some games over players like Pasher, who has been called up to the Canadian team for, for, the, for the Gold Cup, You know, Corey Baird, a guy that, you know, was rookie of the year and just came from LAFC and maybe he's not having a great time. You know, players like Memo who just got his contract renewed and obviously he's getting paid a little bit more and we expect a little bit more from him because he's not a kid anymore. You know, even though he looks young and he looks like he's 18, you know, Memo is not up there, but, you know, he's he's a veteran in in some people's eyes. I mean, when you have a, a 25, whatever old he is, no, he, he should be a legit veteran. He's been with the club. He's been playing with the first team for years. So, you know, you expect those guys to perform at a top level. You know, if you want to be in a top-level team, you're going to have to perform in, at a top level, and you're going to have to stand out. Because if not, you know, that's what's going to happen. These young guys are going to come, and they're going to cut the, the floor out, you know, from under you. You have Thor coming in from also from the draft, the first couple of games with Dynamo Dos. Came up real quick, and he's scoring goals. He's being dangerous. So then you're going to I don't know if it's like hunger, I don't know if it's I don't think it's skills because I think all of them are pretty skillful and they're probably on the same level when it comes to skill maybe you know one over the other here or there depending on, on what they do but you know it, it's not you know it's not skill level it's not facilities you know they both train in the same place is it hunger is it the desire to be in the team because maybe you don't feel comfortable in the dynamo maybe you don't like the heat maybe you want to go play in Vancouver I don't know
2: but well, see, it's that, one of those things. I think this is a good segue to, you know, uh, you know, shift gears a little bit because, you know, we've been uh, 18, 18 games into the season. You know, there's about, what, 16, 17 left, um, 16 games left now, um, which basically it's about Nagamura. I think, you know, seeing him not be afraid to, you know, switch the lineups around, switching, uh, giving opportunity to the young guys. Yeah.
0: I have a point about that because that's also a thing that I I was thinking of, but that I thought of. And, and, you know, because I, we always talked about having a starting 11, usually a coach has a set starting 11, right? It, like some teams, like you can even name them top of your head, you know, this guy here, this guy here, like usually teams that are have gone into history is because they had the starting 11. Like you can name, you know, the Real Madrid from like 2004 or whatever, you know, whenever they won, like you can name them player by player. And because those, the consistency of, of a group of guys, you know, takes you some places, right? This team has, hasn't has had a same starting 11 in the 18 games. I don't think so, right? Maybe I'm wrong, but in the 18 games, we probably had 17 different starting 11s, which is crazy because, and that's something that had brought up, that kind of sparked also the, the, the flame or whatever, but, you know, he hasn't shown that either. You know, I don't know. Is it, is it, is it him? Because I understand saying like, I have eight, you know, being mysterious with the, with your starting lineup and, and saying I have 17, 18 guys that could start because of how good they are. And, you know, if I was a Real Madrid coach, I could say that, you know,
2: well, and that, there, there you go. You hit, right? you hit it on the nail, man. You know, it's a lot of what he has to play. How many – he hasn't brought that many players, you know, in the time that he's been here. I mean, Rodrigo, you can attest to that, that a lot of the guys that we keep talking about that we really don't know much of, um, you know, are not from his regime. You know, there's not that many. And so uh, maybe he just doesn't feel comfortable because at the end of the day, it's players that do not match the criteria he's looking for. Um, What do you think, Rodrigo, which you keep freezing and it makes me laugh, so. Yeah, (laughs)
1: yeah. Uh, no, <clears throat> I, I don't know. I mean, like when it comes to starting 11, I feel like he's slowly starting to have, you know, fill those positions. Like obviously we know Steve Clark, he's our starting goalkeeper. Um, Adam, you know, starting left back. Like, I feel like that's been solidified. Um, teenage, probably, you know, one of the starting center backs now, um, unless, you know, his biggest issues, is yellow cards, you know, can he stay on the pitch? consistently without getting a yellow card um and then now seca seems like he's are starting right back you know we haven't seen um dorsey in a while just because feels like okay he starts starting um right back and then you have sebas lock and loaded man he's lock
2: and loaded for sure. you know
1: so like he's slowly locking in this places of like okay this is you know the players that should be I feel where he, he's lacking that consistency, like we mentioned earlier, is just the formation because he doesn't know what works and what doesn't, you know, something might work with one against one team, and then he feels like maybe go a different route, but I don't know. At the same time, I feel like he should just go back to that same route, you know? Like, if we beat Nashville with 10 men for, what, 50, 60 minutes of the game, just – Go with that same information again. You know that works so well. Just stick to that one. You know. And hey, I was pretty close when I you said. 11, you know, guys on the field for ninety minutes.
2: When when the was it against Portland that I said you know Chicago they won I'm like same lineup man repeat the same lineup line up the wins line up the repeats and it was pretty close it was only a player off but Christian what were you gonna have, man I saw your hand up.
0: No yeah it was basically a yes or no question for you guys you know. Because a lot of, also, same thing, you know, when it comes to starting starting 11s, you know, you want them, you want to know them by memory, you know, the starting 11. But also when it comes to formation, you also want to, you know, have a set formation, be like, okay, the Dynamo plays like this, right? But like Rodrigo was saying, you know, sometimes we come out like this, sometimes we come out like that, maybe like this. I understand adjusting to teams that you play against, but also wouldn't you want, like, to be, well, I guess like I, it all boils down to to the players that you have, right? It all boils down to the quality of players that you have, yep. right? You can only do so much with, you know, the, the utensils. I, that I love
2: I love the fact that you were talking and it like hits you. That's what we've been trying yes. to say. You know, it gets to the point that there's only so much you can do. So if you don't feel comfortable, you know, if you go out there and you're coaching and you know what you're, you know, if you've talked to a bunch of, you know, high school coaches, they see it as like. This is what my team brings. So I have to do this way to compete against, uh, you know, a Katie that already we know how they play. So I think that's the pathway that right now that the evaluation period is going through this whole season um, with Nagamura. I think that's basically the mentality. It's like at this rate, I'm just playing with what I have. So then I can be like, hey, Pat, I don't need this guy back. I don't need this guy back. I don't need this guy back. And this is kind of what I need for you to bring me back, you know, whether it be this summer.
1: Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save
2: for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash
0: talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE.
2: Or in the off season. um, And and all this was for me to tell you guys, you know, just real quick, uh, both of you can answer this. But so far, you know, do we hit the panic button on Agamora, uh, Christian?
0: No, not at all. I think if you're if you're one of those people in Nagamura are out, you're an idiot. Like straight up. Like off the bat, you're you're an idiot. idiot. Be- yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Stupid idiot. Yeah. it uh, was that from uh Napoleon Dynamite? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I thought so. <laughs> I tried, yeah, I knew what you were saying. It just mine didn't come out Napoleon Dynamite-ish. But uh, <laughs> freaking idiot, gosh. Yeah. <laughs> that movie's that movie's great. Uh, it's stupid, but it's great. Um, I forgot what I was saying. Uh, don't hit the panic button. Don't hit the panic button. Don't be stupid. Don't be Napoleon. It's first season. Like, the players that he has, we're not even Wait. sure that they're going to be here. Okay. All right, let Rodrigo, same
2: thing. <laughs> panic button, no panic button right no. now, today, today.
0: Don't be an idiot. <laughs> he, he
2: froze. froze. <laughs> God, God dang it. it. Okay. I can hear you now. So, Rodrigo, panic button, yes or no? No, no,
1: no panic. All
2: right. Do not panic. This is where I'm going with. So now we have the arrival of Héctor Herrera. You know, like Christian mentioned earlier, there's big parties going everywhere, you know, which was great. I think it's what they need to do. You bring in a guy of his caliber, captain of the national team, I, it may not mean nothing to Argentinians or Honduras or Salvadorians of course but there's a specific group you know that would uh the Dynamo have should have targeted a long time ago being the Mexican fan base um so now Herrera's here uh you know the uh it, it's time right the, te- the his debut is supposed to be this Saturday against Dallas uh and then you know quick turnaround gets Austin um we've talked about this uh, I think we all kind of believe that they're going to take it into like telenovela mode and kind of, you know, put him in maybe in the 60th minute or 70th minute, just for him to kind of get that, you know, chance to play. We really don't know, but this is my question to you guys now. Okay. You know, Hector comes in. What happens if we lose against Dallas and Austin back to back? Like, do we start hitting the padding button there or are we still asking, you know, if at this point, you know, the transfer transfer window's open. So do we start, you know, throwing everything but the kitchen sink and trying to get whatever we can in return, uh, you know, Christian, go ahead and start, man.
0: No, it's funny. Cause Rodrigo freezes in this position. <laughs> it's hilarious. <laughs> he looks like a, he looks like uh DeMarcus Beasley when, when he did that photo shoot, <laughs> the, the <laughs> behind the, the hand behind the head. Um, no, I think honestly, I mean, I might be negative Nancy right here, but I think we're going to lose both of those games. But even then, I don't think we should. I mean, it's going to suck, and and people are going to come out and talk shit. But I think they're still idiots because, you know. there's no relegation,
1: so. Yeah,
0: exactly. What what you going to do?
2: Yeah. I mean, the worst can in is 14. Last time we were 13, so it doesn't really matter. Who cares? Yeah,
1: I mean, you you can't be like. The worst we can do is get the number one overall pick. Yeah, exactly.
0: Right? (laughs) That's the worst that's like, that's like, uh, you know, like when you compliment people, but then like a backhanded compliment, it's like, you suck so bad, here you go, you want the first round pick. It's like, yeah, I don't know. Like yes, thank still you. Still
1: get a trophy for sucking. So, like, all
0: right,
2: yes. cool. Right. Yeah, I know.
0: But
1: so, um,
2: yeah, I mean, no, I agree no, with no. you. I'm kind of the same way. It, it will, it suck to lose two games. Yes. Well, there are a lot of, you know, people, uh, whether it be media or just fans, probably trying to get Nagamara out. It really depends how we play. Like, if we come out and play, like we played against Charlotte, these next two games, they're definitely not easy games, right? Austin is, what, in second or third place on the West. Dallas is in fifth place. They've been looking well. You know, they have good teams, honestly. You know, they have good players. You know, as much as we want to hate on them, they're doing the right things. You know, it's good to see – the teams that were out of the playoffs last year kind of do their part because it gives you hope that that can be us. You know, there's still a lot of games remaining. We can make that push, make it into the playoffs in the last place if we have to, right? Um, Even though, Rodrigo, you said September was going to be sad for us. And it's not September yet, and it's already sad for us, bro. But um, what do you guys want to add on that, you know? And – we can go ahead and predict real quick. You know, Dallas, what do you guys think the scoreline is going to be? And then against Austin um, on Tuesday, next Tuesday.
0: Well, just let's just say this. Tabramo's got two seasons. If Nagamura doesn't get two seasons minimum, then we're, we are the dumb ones. Like, as, a, as an organization and as his fans, as, as Dynamo fans or Dynamo anything, like, we would look just so dumb. Just because yeah, you can't you, just give a guy one. G-Z. You
2: can't you can't reboot so quickly, especially yeah. when he's showed, uh, you know, better, better tactics, better results, per se, than yes. Tabramos did. Rodrigo? But, oh, pred- sorry. Do
0: you want me to give you my my prediction? My prediction, well, yeah. we're going to lose 2-1 against uh, Dallas, even though I want to beat them 3-0. And then we'll probably end up losing 2-0 against Austin, even though I would like to beat them 3-0 as well.
2: Yeah. Rodrigo, what about you, man? What are your thoughts?
1: So, I just kind of wanted to backtrack on this because I was just thinking about this. But you're talking about, you know, Nagamura out, this, if we lose, and so on. You know, yes, we have Herrera back, or not back, but we have Herrera in those games now, moving forward. I think it's all going to depend how he's going to feel with the coach, you know, with Nagamura, with the team, what's going to dictate, um, whether he's going to stay or not, just because when you look at Herrera, he's, what, 32? Nagamura's 37, 38, something like that. They're literally same in age-wise, but Red obviously still playing and still brings a lot of that mentality that, um, I guess, coachability for other players that he can take over, you know, kind of <laughs> be to an extent like a player coach of like, hey, you know, what if we go with this formation? This is going to work better for us. I mean, his experience with Porto, Atletico Madrid, Mexican national team, you know, it brings so much to the team now that, you know, some decisions can be affected. And, you know, we, we saw some posts online that um after the loss and um, after a loss against Charlotte, Ereira was talking to um, Sebas, Quintero, you know, they were, they were kind of just gather around and I'm sure they were, kind of talk, talking about the pain points of life. Um, and, you know, Quintero as well, he's also at that age that he knows a lot about the game. Um, so, yes, you know, Nagamura is a young coach and not much older than, you know, most of the players there. Um, even, what, Steve Clark is, what, 36? So they're, you know, they, they could have played together at some point or obviously played against each other at some point too. But I feel like, It's really just going to dictate how Herrera is going to view the team. If Nagamura is going to stay for the remainder of the season because Herrera doesn't have, like, a five-year contract here. You know, he's not a long-term project. It's, like, a quick fix and see if we can turn this um, team around as fast as we can and bring some younger players as well. Uh, That being said, with Herrera's debut against Dallas, I feel like it's going to be a struggle obviously want us to win. I see possible maybe a draw more than anything, Um, you know, against Dallas and then a loss against Austin. Just Austin, you know, you hate to say it, but they've been in such a great form that it's kind of hard to stop them. Um, Even when they're down 2-0 or whatever, they managed to come back. And, um, you know, so so they're in great rhythm going over there at home. The atmosphere that they've they've created, I I can, you know, it'll be – if we get a win or a point, it'll be, I guess, an upset for them. Um, but yeah, I don't see us coming back with more than one point this this next two games.
2: Yeah, it's gonna be rough for sure. And uh, uh, just to give for me, I mean, I hate being that it's a home game. I, I want to say that we get at least a draw. So I'm gonna say two two for the Texas Derby. And against Austin, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a rough one. It, it's a Tuesday. I don't know when Austin plays, if they play on Saturday as well or Sunday. Uh, if There's, you know, some kind of help there per se. But, uh, yeah, Austin, I see them losing in Austin as well. I mean, I don't want to push the the uh, the panic button by any means, but if anything, it would be great. What if, you know, they shut us up and they win both games? It would be a, a pretty good start to Herrera's debut for sure. Um, I think we talked about everything we want to talk about. Uh, yesterday We were supposed to record yesterday. It didn't happen. We're here today. So I had asked some of our fans to, you know, kind of have their input. Um, we did actually get like like eight or ten people uh, sending questions. We pretty much hit most of them. Um, we, you know, the uh, Oscar 21 asked about how disappointed we were about the past games. We talked about that. Um, uh, Benjamin GG asked about potential more signings. Of course, you know, we don't have necessarily any names out there um you know our our people are very very tight uh we really don't know any any specific names. so you know there's just positions that we kind of see that we mentioned whether it be you know an, a winger i think that's really where you're asking for or even maybe a, a center back to take over but we have a few of those
0: we we need to get uh we need to get tom tom bogart on the on the show bro we
2: we In do case. need to it's about time you know it, the it, it opens up next uh tomorrow so you know, we can get an insider from MLS and come talk to us. Romano. Yeah, <laughs> here we go. Um, and then, so actually, yeah. So there's many concerns about our debut from money, our boy money. Um, then Udi's ass, which I hit on really early on about how uh, Tim Parker let himself get thrown around by a 21 year old vendor. Check my head. Uh, and then we had another guy. Um, I don't know this guy's name, but the King Slayer. Uh, says, after Herrera signings, what position should be next? And I'm just going to hit two questions. One of them, it, it made me laugh because it's actually my wife. My wife does not listen to the show. And that's a disclaimer. But she actually wrote, she said, this is how much I guess she's seen on social media about Ace Ace And she's clueless, again, about soccer. But she asked, will a new player really make the Dynamo a winning team? And she put asking for this is a a sourpuss thing. Asking for a season holder or season (laughs) ticket holder, she pays. She pays for them, but you know, at the same time, (laughs) she don't go to them. So that's question number one. You know, I think we kind of talked about this. We hope that they become a winning team, or at least start the winning ways. But I really, the the one that I really want to touch on, and and we even though we kind of talked about maybe not necessarily top 3 but just a main concern that you have and we'll finish off with that. Uh Reyes, uh, Alex Reyes asked what are your top 3 concerns of this team at this very moment. Christian, just hit on the one that, you know, is really really concerning you and then Rodrigo, you can go and take another one. Hopefully it's not the same one Christian has.
0: Yeah, I I, uh, I think we all are thinking of the same one which is consistency. I think that's our major our major trouble. We can figure everything else out, but can you teach consistency and, like, you know, style of play or, or tenacity of play or whatever, maybe?
2: Uh, and I guess, Rodrigo, actually, before you answer your question, definitely need to throw the fact that, you know, Nagamura is a different coach than what we're used to, right? We, Christian, you and I were waiting on the press conference. It took about 30, 40 minutes, you know, late. And I was not going to be gelling or, you know, getting in people's faces, probably in the locker room. He didn't go home. He didn't just go and tell the guys, so I'll see you guys on Tuesday. No, I mean, this guy saw the fact that, you know, his team like urgency, his big word has been urgency. And you could see it, especially in this game. Um, they were just not playing with it, man. They were just not uh, the regular dynamo that we saw two games before that. And so Rodrigo, that my, urgency is my concern. You know, maybe this is not the right players for him and the urgency is not being created, but, Rodrigo, what would be yours? I see we created a top three right there. There
0: you
1: go. I, I mean, my, it's kind of earlier what we mentioned about not nailing down your 11. Um, you know, I feel like we're halfway through the season. We should already have our best 11. Um, you know, if you ask Nagamura, or not even ask him, but, like, if we made the playoffs, and we go through the first round, is our second round lineup going to be completely different again? Like, that that's – I think that's where it needs to be clear. If we make the playoffs, who's starting? And is that lineup going to be actually, you know, tied in with uh, Christian, consistent throughout the run? You know, or – because, I don't know. I mean, part of it just seems like it, it could be him treating this as like a preseason almost of like, let me see what works, what doesn't. Um, you know, I get it that there's, you know, you're starting 11 can be one whole team that you're, you trust with everything and, you know, certain lineup as well. And you go into different games and i is like, well, we change it up for different teams. That's fine. But you can always start the same people. You just change the way you approach the game. Um, I feel like we've seen great things with him, you know, with this urgency thing of like high pressure. And then other times it's just like, let them come to us, you know, like let's not do anything. Let's just kind of sit back. Um, So I feel like, you know, I guess trying to find that identity of like, you know, what our lineup is, what our formation is, what our actual style of play is. I feel like that's the biggest concern, you know?
2: And with that, you know, I just, before we close this show, uh, Christian, I know you probably have one more thing to add. So <laughs> you know? this, this is when we open it up for you, man. Let it out.
0: Here's 10 more, here's 10 more minutes of the podcast. <laughs> but what I wanted to say is, you know, you guys were talking about urgency and for example, me watching, obviously it's not the same thing. And we touched on that with Cesar, that, you know, we, we like to compare or, you know, the MLS to the leagues that we grew up watching and, you know, they're different and we just kind of have to accept it. But I think it's the sense of urgency it's not only because you know we want the team to win, but I think it's it's disrespectful to the fans. And when I say the fans, I don't I'm not talking about the fans that just went to go watch a soccer match. I'm talking about the people that stand behind you know the goal on the north side and yell their brains out for 90 minutes and take their instrument and take their flags and wave flags and yell, scream, you know, alientan a l equipo. And then to be paid back with a, you know, just like a mediocre job is like, bro, like that's, that's one of the things that whenever people talk shit about set in, you know, I, I, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna take it from anybody. I understand he, he is not Xavi or Iniesta or whoever you want him to be. He's not Macherano, but the guy shows heart. The guy shows passion for the colors and you can tell it, the guy bleeds for the, you know, bleeds orange and he fights for the Jersey, you know, he, he loves the crest like too much, and he'll probably play for free if he had to, you know? Because you can tell that the guy has dedication to the club and and to have players, and I, and I understand the MLS and a lot of the people don't get really attached to the teams like that because I, it's just the way that the American culture is. You know, people are getting, are so used to seeing baseball players, basketball players, and NFL players just switch teams because there's not really loyalty unless you're like, I don't know, I don't know, uh, one of those guys that plays for the same team from beginning to end, like, that doesn't exist anymore. But I think in soccer, like, loyalty to the colors, it's a big thing. And it's just a big disrespect to the fans. So, if like, for example, watching Boca yesterday, watching River today, both got eliminated. I don't know about the River team, but I know Boca, for example, we were losing. And like, for example, they played in the league and they, and they lost 3-0, but they were losing 3-0 and, and you're just watching the game and looking at the fans, you would have thought they were winning 7-0 because they were just, you know, blowing up. And the songs that they were singing were about the team needs to put more huevos, you know? And and I think that's, it's what, you know, the fans expect of them because we do our part as fans, you know, at least they, you know, the ones that go out there and yell, but they need to do their part as, as players that, you know, like we don't, we as fans don't deserve to be treated. Like I understand is only a job and I understand is only a game, but I think this game is completely different to any other sport because there's so much attached to it when it comes to like passion and love and feelings that you knew that going into becoming a soccer player, this is more than a sport, you know, there's so much to it. And I think if you're going to be just a soccer player to play soccer, I respect that, you know, get your money or whatever, but like have some respect for the people that actually go and cheer for the, for the team, for the club. So basically pongan huevos. Pongan the people huevos. are there, but pongan huevos. like Rodrigo. that's a direct message to many of the players. Pongan I, huevos.
2: Yeah. Rodrigo did, uh, do you want to add anything else?
0: Thank you for coming to my TED talk.
1: <laughs> <laughs> mas huevos. Pongan mas, mas huevos. Mas huevos. <laughs> pongan mas huevos.
2: There you go. And so this is what I was going to say. Not, you know, I think Christian said something perfect. So, this is a uh, inquiry for you, the listener, you know, if you guys check it out I'm not going to put this on Instagram or anything like that, but he hit a perfect point. And would you rather have 10, 10 set ins or will you rather have 10 fafas? Like, that's a question for you, the fan, you know, in the sense of you're right. I mean, work ethic, you would take a work ethic or you take somebody that it's, maybe okay, like i wouldn't
0: i wouldn't say fafa <laughs> but just like a player well, th- that doesn't
2: <laughs> no 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 and not this is me saying it. Me, they, but, oh, yeah, this yeah, is yeah. just not necessarily i mean we know what fafa is he does bring yeah, a yeah. lot of work ethic but i'm saying like right now today you know we're seeing uh kind of gain his his uh starting or minutes sorry gain his minutes because of the work ethic that he puts in day in and day out well, right so that, that's like my inquiry to use a listener. And then also, yeah, yeah, good for it.
1: I was going to say, and I guess to kill two birds with one stone, that's what you're going to get from Herrera, you know, the well, a team that, eh, well, yeah, <laughs> especially being Mexican. You know, Huevos rancheros. Huevos <laughs> you know a la mexicana, you me, migas. You heard that when you, you were little, you know, like um, growing up like that, but like the way he plays, he plays with a lot of heart. And at the same time, He's not going to – like, he's going to bitch at other players for not doing, you know, their part. I mean, he does it, you know, with any team that he's been. It's just kind of like, dude, like, he'll pick up your slack, but at the same time you have to do it, you know. So I kind of feel like that mentality he's bringing, um, we'll, we'll we'll see yeah. it definitely right away. Or, and that's part or of the we'll winning
0: mentality that that Nagamura talks about, that Pat Onstead talks about, that Tetsuo talks about, that Asher talk about, is winning mentality. Like, winning – like winning huevos translate to winning most of the times you know what i mean so like and that's what we need to go for you know i i understand great names are, are awesome and bringing you know gareth bell and cellini or whatever it, it's great but are they gonna bring their huevos with them i don't know but that's what we need you know I left them at the airport yeah, yeah. but uh yeah, so.
2: <laughs> but all right christian man tell the people how they can uh connect with us man
0: For real, man. So you can get at us. You can always uh, find us at Dynamo Theory on Instagram and Twitter. You can shoot us. Well, don't shoot us an email.
2: I I check uh, it. I check it. I uh, swear. We haven't gotten anything. (laughs) They probably think that we don't check it, but I've checked
0: it. Just DM us. DM us. That'll probably be easier. We'll we'll take a job away from from Rudy. Uh, You can do that. You can also check our YouTube channel that now we have a Billy that he's, uh, you know, taking charge on that. And he's been posting. All the press conference, even the Dynamo Los, like he's posting everything and he's creating more content going to, to practices and, you know, he's being a, a giant part of Dynamo Theory. Uh, don't forget to check out, you know, practice links, Mondays, Wednesdays, Fridays, you know, a couple of stories to get you through the day and the week. Uh, Dynamo Tuesdays, on obviously Tuesdays, all about Dynamo Los. Uh In Yemen, yeah, you can find me at Chris Coutalias, and you can find Rodrigo at Rodrigo Segura one and rudy at rudy segura zero three so or three not just no zero rudy segura three there you go uh, but yeah man get it at us dynamo for everything
1: all right New- guys uh thank you again for following thank you for listening and remember to always hold it down and keep it forever or